Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Subo Tours and these two fools with me are MJ and Misha and my name is Anjo. I just did the intro wrong but I don't care because I'm rolling with this thing now. He took what our right to introduce <laughs> ourselves. I know, what the <laughs> hell man? What did you eat today? Jeez, oh, Nazi sick. What didn't you eat? Nazi sick. <laughs> this is, this is oh, me man. projecting my rage because you guys had sick and I did not. You're just jealous. I, I did not. Yeah, well, you had a kid baptized today and we didn't. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh Be my grateful God. that your child doesn't have fur. Ours <laughs> do. I didn't Wait, say what? anything. What? I didn't say anything about that. I'm just not grateful because you guys had ceasing and I didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, at least your child. Is yeah, an I'm gonna tell child. your wife. Not I'm gonna dog. tell your wife that what? you would rather have seasick than get your kid baptized. <laughs> I didn't complain about having my kid baptized. I'm complaining about the fact that I didn't have, you know, the best seasick in Metro Manila, and you guys had. Angel wants his For- cake and eat it too. I know, right? <laughs> he wants both. <laughs> I want my seasick, guys. Come on. He's like, I can have a kid and have high blood. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. We're talking about the wrong topic. This, you know, our, our, our podcast we're, is not about food. We're here again. <laughs> we're at food again. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, hi, hi. In case you did not catch that again, let us just let, let us just introduce ourselves <laughs> the, the right way. You're, you already <laughs> took it. You know what? Just roll the intro. <laughs> Oh, so ano na? What ano, ano na? Ano na pag-uusapan natin? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to be talking about now, guys? I don't know. Hmm. Bitch. Is she talk- <laughs> you- She's still upset. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm upset. Oi, you guys had seasick nga. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> didn't let us introduce ourselves. Who does that? <laughs> it's We're co-hosts. It's not Anjo and friends. <laughs> wow, Anjo. <laughs> hey. I give I you guys had a you know you, I had I had a, my week my week wasn't that great you know the Lakers lost in the playoffs I didn't have seasick. <laughs> he says this while waking you know? while wearing a Lakers jersey. I know, jeez. Yeah, oh, they got, you must be so upset. One track mind. Suck, suck to lang, suck to lang. <laughs> but a, a, anyway, anyway, somebody mentioned something about fur, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today, right? I was hoping that it would true. go there, but no. Yeah, no. I mean, there was a segue well, well, attempt. Well, it, it took <laughs> some tried. time. It took some time. There's like, there's a buildup. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about Disney Plus or Disney's new movie, Cruella. Cruella which is a, there you go. Cruella <laughs> Cruella no evil thing will. What's Hagod? That is a legitimate question. Really? Look, no. I could pretend or I could like Google it right now, but I thought I could trust you jerks to be honest with me in my moment of not knowing. Another moment like this. So we were driving to Tanay for my thesis for a location hunt. And then we passed by this area and it had a sign that said Lambat for sale. And then Misha was like, what's Lambat? (laughs) 
again, honest question because I thought, you know, I was in a safe space. I can trust the people I'm with. Surely they won't steer me wrong or mock me for my lack of knowledge. We will mock That's why you you're first, wrong. I was then, super wrong. We will mock you first and then explain. But here's the question though. Here's the question though. Would you rather… Would you… Would rather… <laughs> Oh my god. Would you rather have people you don't know mock you or people you know mock you? I don't know. We're on the internet. Everyone mocks us. Everyone can mock us. So that's, I think, you know, that, that's, it's moot. That's okay. very true. We can cut that tidbit out if it's too long. Let's get back to Cruella. No, I like this. This is fun. You like being made fun of? Sure. Let's continue. Uh, I still don't know what the other word means. Hagod, 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 hagod. You sound like that badger, badger, badger meme from 800 years ago. At least we know what badger means. (laughs) He still doesn't know what Hagod means. So Cruella is basically a prequel to… Yes, yes. Screw you guys! The man who does not know what Hagod means is trying to explain what Cruella is about. And he is right. It is the prequel to 101 Dalmatians that focuses on the story of the villain. You guys suck so much, I swear. (laughs) Okay. At this moment, I like Cruella more than you people. (laughs) And she's the bad guy. You sure? Are you sure? sure? She's not a bad guy in this movie. I mean, actually, let's start from the beginning, okay? So, Cruella is a prequel story for Cruella DeVille, the bad guy from 1961's 101 Dalmatians. And. Much like Maleficent, it tries to fill in the blanks of the character's backstory. In doing so, we find out about her childhood, what made her a villain, and how she got her iconic style, I guess. She was born with that black and white hair. Can you believe? She was born, she was born that way. She was born with style. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, the movie didn't show us how she got that way. She was pretty good at it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, I like the fact that they took the time to really develop what kind of person she was when she was a kid. Like she knew who she was, what she wanted. And she was, you know, she was portrayed to be or written to be this tough go-getter. Like she knew exactly what she wanted and she would defend what she believed in. That was pretty cool. That was very cool. That was pretty cool. That was very cool. Except for, I, I gotta ask though, if she was like basically fully formed from the get-go, then what? why did we, what, what, what's the rest of the two hours of the movie about? I don't think she was fully formed. I think, you know, I think, you know, even a character who knew, even a character who's written to know him or herself from the get-go still has room for growth. So I think this is more about her growth as a character or her growth into the villain that we all know as Cruella de Vil. This fur-loving, animal-killing fashionista. You sure it goes there? And therein lies the rub. Because, look, this is the same problem that I have with most prequel stories, right? And I'm always going to use the argument for Jaws. I don't need to know where the damn shark came from. Because a prequel would just be like two hours with a baby shark song, maybe. (laughs) But you don't need to know where the shark came from. (laughs) That would be the worst prequel ever. We are so annoying. That would be the worst goddamn prequel. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine? <laughs> Two hours of the baby shark song. Yeah, no! I would just slit my throat. I would slit my wrists. <laughs> oh, that's basically me babysitting my nephew. So, okay. I guess I can sit through that. <laughs> I'm glad my son was born after the heyday of baby shark. 
Yeah, because YouTube won't be around when he finds out how to use it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, but look, again, back going back to the thing with prequels is, you know where these characters are going to end up. You, you know how... So there's no suspense, basically, in everything that's going to be presented to you because you know they have to get to a certain state later on. Mm. That The same way that I don't need to know that the biggest, scariest dude in the universe was Hayden Christensen at some point. I don't need to know that. Uh, I well, forgot about that. I well, wish I didn't remember. Well, I also wish he wasn't an eight-year-old with a fucking bowl cut. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, know. like to be to be fair though, those prequels kind of led you to the motives of what Darth Vader became, as opposed to this prequel where it kind of changed your perspective about Cruella. The way Disney did it for Maleficent, where you know you're more sympathetic to the character, the character. No, 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 no. no. Correction. They tried to make Maleficent more relatable by turning Sleeping Beauty's father into a freaking rapist. There you go. Okay, so, that was just weird. So okay, it, it, I don't it, mind it, if you're gonna go back, but why are you trying to rewrite what we already know? Because mm-hmm. you know we all knew that. I mean, like from from the Disney cur- from the Disney cartoons of Sleeping Beauty, we knew that the kings were supposed to be loving parents, and then all of a sudden in this prequel, he becomes this this, this rapist. No, like I said, I don't mind if you're gonna go into the backstory, but don't change what happens later on yes. just for the sake yeah, of relevancy exactly. or just for the sake of yeah. being I don't know, for lack of a better word, for being, you know, trying to update the story. Yep. These stories were written a certain time. They were a certain way. If you're gonna try and enhance it or enrich it by looking into the background of it, don't try and retroactively change the things that we know about them. Yes. Exactly. Which is which for- is what made the Star Wars prequels work better than these prequels did. For me personally, it's fine to have these prequels because what interests me about these is, especially if it's focused on one character, like let's say Cruella, like this. It, mm-hmm. it ex- at least makes you see her journey on why she turns out to be this villain that she is that we all know. But mm-hmm. you, you gotta get there. This didn't get there. <laughs> Well, it's like I want to know how she became to, this crazy yeah, dog napping lady, but like, did this take me there to that to, journey? To be it's fair, like, mm, she is kind of it, it. Like went one direction and then took a detour. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, like it was going, it was getting there. Yeah, it, up until a certain point, like, hey, that's oh shit, that's pretty dark. Oh. Okay, they we'll get they spoiler maleficent. territory later on. But okay. right now, let's just go over the main beats of the story. So basically, young Cruella suffers a tragic loss at the beginning of her life. And she moves to Big Bad London, where she meets up with the two guys who end up becoming her henchmen later in life. They find her a job in… <clears throat> excuse me. They find her a job in the department store that she wanted to work at, where she is discovered by the Baroness, who takes her in as her protege in this world of amazing high fashion. And that's where Cruella discovers um, her passions, basically. And the motivations, I guess, for... Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, you wanted to rhyme, didn't you? He no, yeah, he just wanted it. to throw back to Bratz dolls. <laughs> what? What? That's that literally the, the tagline for Bratz no, dolls. I did not the, know no that. No way. It is. The dolls of the passion for fashion. I'm oh. Nice to know that you know that. Nice to know, Misha. Yes. Thank you. He still doesn't know what Hagrid means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, you people suck today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
So here also <laughs> unfolds like eventually we will get to a big plot twist. But here you see or you want to see how she ends up hating puppies or dogs or like being Cruella. The Cruella <clears throat> that she is in whatever version you know. The animated one or the Glenn Close one. Mm-hmm. So that is basically the journey. And I also we are also introduced to Cruella as a little girl or as a person. Basically, this movie in, uh, introduces alter egos to the character. So you have right. Stella, the little girl. Mm-hmm. She She's, you know, born with half white, half black hair. She's kind of a firecracker, this little kid. She's very creative. She's rebellious. She, she doesn't take any shit. But that is her Cruella side. So mm-hmm. that is basically her. That, what her mom says, okay, be nice, be Stella. They want her to be a certain way. Which is Stella, this prim, proper little girl, like you would expect. Well, mm-hmm. but her real self is Cruella, this this girl I just described. And this is how, after so many years of trying to, you know, suppress all mm-hmm. these, uh, these her natural urges, yeah, her urges, her like natural state. Here comes out this unhinged version of Stella, which is Cruella, which we all. Love eventually and very, very well played by Emma Stone. I agree. I greatly enjoyed Emma Stone's performance in this. And it actually surprised me to learn that Glenn Close was on board the film as a producer. And she was actually helping out Emma Stone to portray the younger version of Cruella DeVille. Mm -hmm. Or the woman who would become known as Cruella DeVille. Because as far as Emma Stone is concerned, this movie Cruella is supposed to lead into the 1996 live action version of 101 Dalmatians which is <laughs> problematic for me for many it's very reasons. problematical for many many reasons because Anita's supposed to be you know let, let, let's get into the characters first okay so we have okay. we have Cruella right yeah or okay, Stella we have, or Stella and Emma Stone is great yes I love her we have the Baroness who's played by Emma Thompson another Emma so we have an Emma versus Emma thing going on which was fun because Emma Thompson is brilliant right. Emma Thompson in anything is great that is really. true I would watch Emma Thompson in any movie she is amazing even Annie mm. McPhee <laughs> Annie McPhee was actually okay it was cute it was cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So so we have those. We have Horace and Jasper. The doggies. The doggies. They are doggies, oh, yes. Oh, the chihuahua was so cute though. <laughs> <As this>, my, <laughs> another thing I loved about this movie. The dogs. They're so cute. I know. The, the, the chihuahua was the best. I'm sorry. The chihuahua wins it. Like star of the show. Sorry, Emma Stone. Sorry, Emma Thompson. You <laughs> the have chihuahua. The chihuahua. <laughs> Oh, the actual, best. actual love for Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are usually hated on the internet. <laughs> yep, love it too. Anyway, but in the anyway, you have a new character named Art. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the, the, I love the, Art. Who is also another great character. Pretty cool. Art's actually fun. Yeah, he was. Don't forget Anita. Who was played by Kirby Howell Baptiste, who you may know from The Good Place as Chidi's fake girlfriend. Fake girlfriend. Ooh, ooh, and and she's gonna be in Sandman, Neil Gaiman Sandman as Death. Yes, but we, you know, going back to Disney. Yep. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yes, she's different Anita studio. In this one. Different studio. She's she's Anita here, and she is you know the future owner of a hundred and one dogs that you may okay, already know so about. So the, the, there's don't my problem. forget Mark Strong. As I good never guy. forget Mark Strong. As Mark Strong is the guy. best. Yes. Uh, Mark Strong yeah. is a good guy. 
we always like Mark Strong as a villain, but I love him as a good guy as well because we never see it. We barely see that. And then when he is a good guy, he steps on a landmine. Ugh. Ugh. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> Problem in this movie starts with Anita because of some timeline issues. Because in the 101 Dalmatians, we know that Anita is seems younger than Cruella, and she's also an employee. In this yes. movie, however, we see Anita as a fashion journalist or a fashion entertainment writer. journalist. She's Enter- like a gossip columnist. Yeah. Let's just call her a journalist. Period. Okay. Sure. 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 So I I don't understand why. In the future, she decides to work for as a as a fashion designer for Cruella. When they when they were clearly portrayed as peers, you know, as I, old I, friends in this movie. Okay, if I remember the animated version, like they knew each other from before, from right? School. Yes, from school, yeah. which made sense in this movie. You saw them in school; that was cool. What I don't get is, okay, fine. One thing is she's younger in the future, apparently. If this is really going to lead into the 101 Dalmatians live-action version with Glenn Close. So she's younger in the future than Cruella. There's no way they could have been schoolmates. She's also white in the future. Um, She's black in this one, which again, no issues really if they hadn't said that they were going to tie the two universes together. But another thing is the 1996 live-action 101 Dalmatians is set in the present day. This movie is set in the 60s. So like, 30 years passed before Roger and Anita get married? Well, present day back then was like the 1997. <laughs> was it 97? Yeah, but the 90s. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in that movie, Roger and Anita just met at the beginning of the movie. So like, there's no way they would know each other from the 60s. Hello. Mm, See, again, again, look, this surprisingly, and I'm going to come right out and say it, I love this movie. This is a great freaking flick. This is a great movie. But it falls apart whenever they try and tie it to what comes after. I know. Again, they maleficented it. If that's even a word. Look, Maleficent was pretty much hot garbage. It really was. (laughs) That's why I did This is well put together. This is like good styling. It's got iconic imagery. Great performances. Fantastic soundtrack. Like, I love the soundtrack. Uh-huh. And I love the production. I love the look. I like the feel. I like everything about this movie. I even like the feud between the Baroness and Cruella. That was fun. The, one-up, the one-upmanship that they go through. I just don't like it when I think that this has to become 101 Dalmatians at some point. <laughs> I know. While you're watching it, it's, it's actually really fun. I thought it would be one of those movies where I'd space out and do something else. Like online mm-hmm. shop. <laughs> but yep. but it, it sucked me in. Like, I, I, I it was so visually arresting because like I love the costume design so props to the costume designer absolutely oh my god Jenny Bevan I hope I'm saying her last name right but she was also known for Mad Max Fury Road which is also a yes. good looking slick yeah she also nailed the looks on that one so I was like blown away by it, and it's great that it works that way because this is essentially a fashion film mm-hmm. it, it's like that's what Cruella is all about she lives in breathes it but when I start remembering that oh this will lead to 101 Dalmatian that just ruins it all for me I just really wish it was another movie it could be anybody else you could make it a one-off about anybody else but when you remember that it leads to Cruella supposedly kidnapping and killing puppies to make a coat to make coats to make a coat yeah but 
I don't know. It's it's just weird because you see this Cruella as an animal lover. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. So like in the first five minutes, you got a puppy. Uh, so it, 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 you know. I thought we we thought it would make sense when okay, spoiler territory. Well, it's the first few minutes. Yeah, let, whatever. So, so let's do this already. Go. Yeah, first few minutes, and you see her mom get pushed off a ledge or a cliff by three rabid Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Which kills the mom, and which makes you think, like, ah, oh, that's why she hates Dalmatians. That's There's why she the hates trauma. it. Made, it made yeah, so much sense. The trauma made sense, but eventually, as you continue on with the movie, yeah, she still loves her puppy that she got before the whole tragedy. She gets mm-hmm. another dog, a Chihuahua. And she also ends up interacting well, with these same Dalmatians that killed her mother and doesn't end they, up hating them at the end. No, she doesn't. Te- te- or technically, fact, technically, though, the Chihuahua isn't hers. Wasn't hers. The well, Chihuahua they, they, was get, she, they get the Chihuahua eventually. Yeah, well, they were already they a trio. My favorite yeah. character, the Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he's not from Beverly Hills. No, and I then like… Movie. In the mid credit sequence, she actually gifts freaking the freaking Dalmatians to Roger and Anita. You know, and it's weird because you know that in the future, she's going to want to murder all their babies. Yes. So that's, that's just, it's just it weird. Just, it has this weird disconnect about like the motivations of Cruella as a character and this Cruella. So it's like, can we just disassociate? Can we just not call her Cruella? Maybe maybe there's going to be a Cruella sequel wherein we see her descent into madness as to why she would <laughs> want to murder these puppies. There could be a sequel, I suppose. That that would make some kind of crazy sense. That's only yeah, but we can this, this but, scenario. But, but, but then again, it doesn't really start off on the right foot if you want to… I, 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 I don't know. Again, I mentioned a sequel, but I, I don't know. It's just and weird. It defeats the purpose of doing the prequel in the first place. You want to over-explain to me the character's backstory and motivations? We did not get any motivations. We just got a lot of backstory. Now, if they're going to be saving it for the sequel, um, apparently reports say that Emma Stone is very much interested in doing a sequel to this with Glenn Close portraying the older version. And they want to do it like Godfather 2 style, where half the movie is about Emma Stone in the past and the rest of the movie is about Glenn Close in the present. That, that and would be cool. That would kind of be cool but if that's what they were going to do why did they just do it in the first place? Hmm, I don't know. Well, they, why, tried, wh- they tried to justify it at some point because there will be this part eventually. The, the plot goes there's also this family heirloom this necklace this uh, very valuable necklace that after a kerfuffle kerfuffle so, kerfuffle so, uh, Emma Stone's Cruella tries to get her family heirloom back from the Baroness mm-hmm. in a whole, like I said, kerfuffle of trying to oh, steal it. Oh, thank God. I thought you meant the mother falling off the cliff was the kerfuffle. Oh, no. no, no, no. no. Sorry. <laughs> that was a very sad point though. But yeah. Um, Disney movie. You're not allowed to have parents in no, a Disney no. movie. But I like… <laughs> okay. The, the, oh my God, Misha. It's true. If you're the hero of a Disney movie, you're oh, going to be an orphan or you're going to be the child of a single parent. That's true though. It doesn't matter if you're a princess in a castle or you're born in an anemone. <laughs> well, well, technically Rapunzel had both parents. She was just kidnapped. <sighs> yeah, I guess. That's Fine. True. Okay. So Kerfuffle, Dalmatian swallows uh, the family heirloom. So she mm-hmm. has to kidnap mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. they... Out comes this controversy where, okay, fashion, fashion, fashion. And she comes out with this 
coat that looks like Dalmatian's fur. Mm-hmm. So this is where you think like, holy shit, she skinned no, them, no, she killed you know, them. That, when, when the Baroness was like, she stole my dogs and skinned them, I was like, holy shit. That's pretty dark with yeah. Disney. And that I is like super it. freaking dark. That is but... freaking dark. But that is essentially the direction Cruella was going to in the future anyway. Yeah, which is why exactly. she wanted 101 it, it, puppies. It would have made okay. sense. Okay. To get and back it, her family heirloom, she totally would have killed a bunch yeah, of dogs. And it made sense because, you know, that's where all the rage was being directed at. At the dogs that actually dogs. killed her mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it, it yep. made sense. It, it really did. So from a narrative point of view, a character development point of view, it would have been great if she if 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 they stuck with it. I don't know. Maybe it's Disney being Disney where they couldn't afford to have people reacting that way where the lead the lead character kills. But she's animals. Cruella Deville. Exactly. But then she's supposed to be a villain. She's supposed to be ruthless. We all know her for obsessing over killing puppies. Okay. Just to okay. Make okay. Here, look at this. Wait, wait. Other th- other than the parts where you're gonna connect it to 101 Dalmatians. This is a pretty good freaking live-action remake, prequel, reboot, whatever the hell you want to call it. Because at least, like, you don't have Maleficent turning somebody else into a dragon rather than her own damn self. Mm. This was pretty solid, you know? Here's Mm -hmm. Cruella being ruthless. Here's the two guys who work for her. There's her getting her car. I mean, all the pieces were there. Except for the puppy killing. (laughs) Except for the puppy killing, is, which is basically the only thing we know. Isn't yeah. it horrible that we wanted it to go there for the dogs yeah. to actually die? But it would make sense in the grander scheme of <laughs> okay. things. Here, here's, here's the thing. Everything that made Cruella, Cruella wasn't there. Or the only thing that made Cruella, Cruella was not there. Because I got the po- same argument for Maleficent not turning into a freaking dragon. Well, you have the outward shell of it. Yes, you've always mm. known as C- Cruella as this fashionista, this unhinged lady. But her heart, her core isn't mm. there. So it's just like you got like the icing. Does that mean we really do need a sequel then? Uh, I think so, so. But here's where they try to justify it, okay? So when you find out eventually that she actually didn't kill the dogs and mm-hmm. they're fine, they're alive, they like her now. She's like yep. one big happy family with Jasper and the crew. These dogs, mm-hmm. they end up even liking them more than the Baroness eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they try to justify it by saying like, oh, the press is saying that fashionista, fashion designer Cruella used real fur. And then she's like, oh, no, it's not true. But then, you know, people make villains if they need one. Parang ganon. Mm-hmm. It's not verbatim. But there was this one line that says like, oh, yeah, people will make you a villain if they really want or need one. So that's where they try to justify it. And that it, it just did not work. Like It just didn't. I think, look, it, it fell prey to the same problems as Maleficent again. Maleficent is a far, far, far inferior movie overall. Mm-hmm. But it they try to do the same thing. They're trying to do the whole wicked thing where they try and present us with a different side to the bad guy that we thought we knew. In that case, it was the Wicked Witch of the West and make them a sympathetic character. I can get behind that. The only trouble is where the movie ends doesn't line up in any freaking way with where 101 Dalmatians begins. Mm-hmm. So there's really that kind of disconnect. Yeah. And if I'm going to need to see a sequel to get to that point, what was the point of this one? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But Great outfits. We, we all know why they're doing 
these kinds of movies because they really wanted to get the rights to Wicked and they, they weren't able to. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that so is that's, true. So, so you, you know… They're let, projecting let, this frustration on uh, yeah. many shitty prequels. Well, but, I mean, like, you know, like, they do have, they do have the, the properties to do it. It's just that, you know, these properties are so well-known and so iconic that it just doesn't seem right or just doesn't feel right when it's, it's, it's them. I, I don't know. Okay. Right? Now, now, now here, that brings up the problem of remakes, reboots, prequels in general. Because like, if you're going to do a whole remake, basically, that's where you just like, I mean, I'm going to steal from Jane Silent Bob reboot here. That's where you change just enough but you retain enough you retain enough of what people liked the first time mm-hmm. and you just do it again you just add youth and diversity to make it look you know current versus a remake where you don't give a crap about anything that came before and you just change everything but you only keep the title this one is trying to do a little of both it's trying to be somewhere in the middle while also being a freaking prequel yeah so it wants to have its cake and eat it like Anjo and his seasick at his kid's <laughs> baptism. He wanted to, his kid to be christened, but he also wanted to eat some seasick. Hey, I didn't have a reception. We could oh my had... god, let it go. <laughs> I still know what Hagood means and you don't. <laughs> oh my god. You know, one day I'm going to Google it and yeah, y'all be sorry. <laughs> still, when you Google it, it won't be recorded. <laughs> 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 Back to Cruella. Back to Cruella. Can I just… I freaking love every outfit that Emma Stone wears. Oh my goodness. uh, I'm not a fashion expert. But it's what I gushed over. Uh, The looks… So… The contrast between the Baroness's very structured traditional Mm -hmm. style. And her punk. Her crazy patterns. Her textures. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. And and the makeup too. It's like… It is glorious. Glorious. And you pair that with the fun one-uppance like you mentioned. The the thunder stealing. It it was just so fun. Fun, like you have yes. these two fashion yep. powerhouses fighting mm-hmm. each other, trying to steal each other's thunder. It's, that it's was basically, honestly the best part for me, the most entertaining part. Yes, yes, it's, it's the 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 whole new blood, the new blood thing. Like, mm, yeah, am I, am I frozen? Am I frozen again? <laughs> no, 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 go on, go on. No, yeah. no, let it go. Let it go. Fuck it, I just go. No, okay, fine. No, but. <laughs> I, I love the fact that everything was tied in together. We knew that it was set in the 60s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s era where, mm-hmm. you know, punk rock was emerging. The oh, counterculture yeah. was thriving. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was very anti-the man. MJ mentioned it earlier where you had the Baroness, stru- the Baroness structured, very traditional, you know, traditional very, uh, you know, modest. modest in terms of… I wouldn't go with modest. I wouldn't go with I mean, modest, but I, you know. but I kind of I understand her MJ's point. But and then you have Cruella, you know, v- rebellious, she's like vibrant, she's, and she, out of the box, and she, you know, absolutely she's insane. Basically, the counterculture, you know, just fighting, you know, the, the establishment, which is pretty much this what the sixties and the seventies were all about. Yeah, and I also. I, 
I, I like that sorry, Emma Thompson as the Baroness was basically Miranda Priestly on steroids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's actually like Miranda. This was like kind of like a Devil Wears Prada situation at the start. It, I really went back to that, especially to the part where she was working for the Baroness already. She was the Anne Hathaway. She was the Andy. Yes. Yes. This was, was the Cruella Deville Wears Prada. No, Cruella Deville wouldn't wear Prada. That was terrible. Cruella Deville wears puppies. Anyway. Cruella Deville oh wears Yes, Cruella Deville wears puppies. No matter how much they try and sanitize it. At the end of the day, she's going to be a stone cold puppy killer. Mm-hmm. And even if like, look, there were things that they couldn't even do in this movie that Emma Stone wanted to do. Like she, she really? doesn't have Cruella Deville's iconic cigarette holder. Because oh, yeah. Disney characters aren't allowed to smoke anymore. Oh right, that's right. right. She had that. Oh, that would have looked so good. Also with the whole it aesthetic, absolutely would. Which is her screw you as the vibe. I love that. And and which you know is... it would also like make sense with Emma Stone's really low voice. She sounds yep. like she mm-hmm. smokes uh, like three packs a day, which is sexy. <laughs> yep. Actually, really smoky three for her. packs a day is sexy. <laughs> No, the sound. No, the voice, the, the voice, voice, her voice, not, her voice. Not, not the smoking itself, but her yeah. husky, her low yeah. husky voice. Man. And you pair it with her uh, British accent, accent, which was pretty good, actually. It was good. It was yeah. convincing. convincing. It was just you know, the, so the, the, weird. Those... It was the 60s and nobody was smoking okay. at all. Right? <laughs> Let's talk about the cast, though. The cast was super fun to watch. That like, was you, a good cast. You could, you could see, you could tell that they are all enjoying their roles. They're enjoying it so much that they came naturally, even if you knew that these characters were meant to be played with by ha- with ham acting. You knew that Emma Thompson kind of looked like she was ham acting, but it just felt. But it was natural. controlled. It's yeah. like, it felt yeah. like a choice. In, it in was her hands. It didn't it w- become camp. It wasn't Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh God, we're back to that. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie so much. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, and it's it's also nice to get a glimpse of the henchmen or how they like oh, yeah. started out. As yes, they they were surprisingly fleshed competent. out. I did yeah, not they, see that coming. They were very. They, they were competent. Out. They were. I know actually. that was so weird. I also love how they started with the three of them before the kerfuffles. <laughs> I like that word. I'm just, just gonna keep saying it. Um, before everything, they were actually this family of petty thieves. Yes, where they would actually like you know be pickpockets, wear different mm-hmm. outfits that are. Or costumes or disguises that Cruella would design Cruella herself, made. and then yep. they'd, they'd have the dogs made. help. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I yes. love that the dogs are part I of their know. crime. That was so mm-hmm. cool. Oh. I want my dog to be my henchman. I don't want to spoil what the scenes are with the dogs. Is that's what made me love the Chihuahua the most. My dog's useless. He oh. could never help me steal jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> well, same for same with my dogs. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, oh. but yeah, um, th- yeah. that's how they start off, and it's so. It's so cute how eventually when Stella starts turning into Cruella, when she just starts getting like real unhinged and bitchy, like it's normal weird for them. <laughs> yeah, like like normal friends would when you see your friend being all insane and they're like, uh, I don't turning like. into a Disney villain. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> no, but they're like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, we're kind this of a used bitch to be now. Fun. <laughs> I like, I like fun. I like that message when they all started out as family because you know they were a group of outcasts yeah. who had no one to turn to but themselves. So they just formed this. You know this little unit where they could rely on each other for for support, which was which which was great. And then you see the evolution of Cruella, and you see how it affects the relationship 
she mm-hmm. has with these two, where they're all weirded out, they're all insulted, they're all hurt by how she's treating them. Oh, that, mm-hmm. You know, that that was pretty good because you see how they evolved from f- from family, from friends to family, family. then then to just <laughs> <laughs> then to just being lackeys. You know, being yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. That that was great. Yeah. You know, there was a build up to that, and mm-hmm. then. The same problem with Cruella being like a puppy killer. We see her fixing the relationship once again. So they, mm-hmm. you know. Which brings <laughs> us to how the hell does this lead into 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> I have no idea. They're all like, hmm. they all have a healthy family unit thing going. They all love dogs. Cruella's not a puppy murderer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And can we go into the big twist, please? Oh, right. Because I, I'm sorry, okay? I know the whole third act hinges on it, but it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I was okay with it, I guess. It, it, was, it added a little bit of oomph to it. I guess it, it would show that, oh, yeah, it does make sense because, surprise, surprise, her real mom is actually the Baroness. Ooh, oh, no. I, 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 my, my problem with that is the same thing with every prequel in that the universe is that small that everybody and everything that made this character what they were in the version that you remember them from all happened within the space of you know in of one movie of one adventure rather than an entire lifetime and that mm. everybody who would become a major part of their lives moving forward or somebody who was important now is the piece of the puzzle that was missing from the beginning because the answers could only come from your immediate circle Basically, the world isn't that small. Hmm. So um, it turns out that, yeah, the Baroness is her real mom. And when she was born, oh, I didn't want you. So she gave it to, she gave her. To Mark Strong. To um, actually the, to the mom. Of, right? oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mom. So she went to the mom and uh, this sweet lady that couldn't possibly hurt a fly and was the best mom ever very understanding very caring Mm -hmm. and nurturing and then eventually it's like oh that's why Cruella was such a free spirit Mm -hmm. like she didn't get it from her mom because oh that's not her mom her real mom is the Baroness so they explain it in a way that uh, so apparently it's hereditary no yeah that's what I wanted to point out where Cruella is this crazy villain that she would go to lengths just to kill for, you know, she would go to crazy lengths just for her to be able to make a fur coat. Okay, so we have the Baroness who's this crazy narcissist, you know, like super narcissist that she couldn't even bear having a child because she wanted all the attention. And then so that was, and then we have, we have this, this, oh, so you think my kid's going to be crazy now, Misha? What? I didn't say shit. What the hell, man? You, you just talk. Keep talking. Anyway, anyway, yeah, but, um, <laughs> So, um, did you just call yourself a crazy narcissist? <laughs> I didn't say narcissist, but I could be crazy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is what your child's gonna become. Oh Maybe. No, but yeah. So is is this movie like a study to mental health issues, or I don't know, like or okay. like the whole here's psychological the, thing? Or I don't. Here's the thing. Like, okay, fine. So she didn't know who her parents were, whatever. She didn't know who her mother was. But come on, what were the freaking odds that she would end up working in the one place that her mother would go to and actually choose her of all people to work in her company that she'd be super talented at to the point that she'd become essentially her own mother's right hand. Which enabled her to discover her actual parentage. But uh, come on. That's almost as bad as Anakin built C-3PO. The universe isn't that small. 
Uh, it apparently is in the Disney World. So <sighs> okay, okay. And um, yes. these these traits are, uh, you know, you you are born with it. You are. Not, it is not. Uh, you know, these in, crazy in, villains in this, are born. Lived your not entire raised. life without knowing who her mother is. Yeah. In this universe, apparently it is small because they haven't even discovered tobacco. And again, in <laughs> yes, 1960s London was notoriously smoke-free. But, mm. <laughs> but, you know, because of the way they set this thing up with so much style and so much confidence and flair, the dialogue was really good. It was fun. I liked it. I, really I even did. forgave all the stupid coincidences that helped shape who she was. Like down to the car that she ends up driving in the future mm-hmm. as Glenn Close. Oh, she stole that from her mother. But I guess it doesn't count as stealing anymore because, you know, it's hers in anyway in the end. But and, you know, her shacking up with her two future henchmen because they met each other as children. Or... Yeah, the only thing missing is how the hell she becomes evil. Seriously, though. Yeah. Mm. Although there the was one a- thing that we wanted to know. Yeah, there was one part though. I really enjoyed, like, like you said, everything besides the fact that this is Cruella. Visuals, costume design, music. Oh my goodness, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is uh, incredible. We were gushing over the soundtrack. You have Bowie. You have the Rolling Stones. Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, Amazing. the Doors. That, that, that the, killed me. Oh my goodness, Nancy Sinatra. So yes, it was also very perfect did, for the time. Like Angela mentioned punk and everything. Rolling Nancy Stones. Sinatra. You mentioned Rolling Stones too, right? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. God. Yeah, it was it? so good, and there there were actually also very witty moments because you, there there was also I want to be your dog in one oh in one of my favorite sequences in, in one in probably her, the best sequence yeah in her big fashion show <laughs> mm-hmm. with the fountain and and art even like doing the lead vocals for some yeah. reason mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like so cool I'm not complaining I'm not complaining ass. and Jasper knows how to play the guitar it's like okay I'm not gonna question this this <laughs> this, this, this looks awesome and it mm-hmm. looked good it was it so did. stylish yeah. this whole yep. this whole movie was so stylish it fits it yes. just, the music it, just fits and like I'm witty it has they also play with not just the genre and the time which oh. fits it's also the titles you have I wanna be your dog at that scene where people are speculating where oh did she kill the dogs no, but, no, and I, there's, I, no, there's but also there's the, the end there's also the ending sympathy for the devil which makes yeah. you think like oh I'm supposed yeah okay that's but what no, this they, movie wants to the do the whole point of the movie yeah they but want the, me to sympathize with the, the Cruella with, devil with, the thing that I liked about the soundtrack is you said you were, it was witty parang the titles were so on the nose mm-hmm. pero it's not pilit yeah. it doesn't Seem pretentious unlike yes. Justice League. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pero you gotta um, get that cough check, man. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> it's not as bad as you know some some movies like Justice League. Sorry, oh Zack Snyder. Um, oh my god, yeah. you need to get checked. I think you might have the Snyder strain. <laughs> yeah, but you know it. But the, how these songs were injected were just it was just so natural. It didn't. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't forced. You know? mm-hmm. audio visual lock talaga. Yep. Yeah, because her fashion was also at that parang ganun din siya rebellious mm-hmm. as the music yeah. which was just like mm, chef's kiss. Siguro parang ang best comparison ng AV lock for movie movie and soundtrack would be nobody na parang nobody had some songs that were so tongue in cheek with what was happening on screen. Yes. This one naman napaka on the nose pero uh, hey, it, it worked, worked. because it, worked. It, it was period specific. It was thematically relevant. 
And it mm-hmm. just wasn't insulting in the execution, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. it just worked, all of it. It was just mm-hmm. woven together very well. Yeah. yeah. My goodness, it there just, you it go. just worked so well. But the, well, that's the that's the highlight for me, at least the, that cohesiveness of the visuals and the music. It was a story. Just everything about it, except for the hundred one Dalmatians connection. Seriously, yeah. that yeah. and the fact that London is small enough that you can find your birth mother if you sleep in the right store window. Ooh. I also did not like her monologue moment after realizing that the Baroness was her mom and then her being all like shooketh and heartbroken and this little monologue in the park bench or wherever she like yeah. yeah that that part was that like, was that was that was on the no that was that was very on the nose that yes. was mm-hmm. pandering for me it's like we didn't need this I think it's you know it's more for the kids you know, like the like, kids oh, were waiting me, for her to start killing puppies. Let me walk yeah. you through my internal struggle. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. since it's connected to the reveal, to the whole twist thing that I didn't like, yeah, I think, yeah, that that's in there too. Yeah, I didn't like that part. I mean, okay. Emma Stone's acting was great, except for that part. She was having so much fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I my, loved it. Especially, I lo- especially those one-up scenes. She, yeah. You could see that glint in her eye. Any, she was having so much she was fun. Perfect. A- a- any scene, any scene with Emma versus Emma was was it just, was amazing. I couldn't when keep she would my make eyes. Trelawney look bad. Yeah, I couldn't keep my eyes off of them. They, they both were amazing together on screen. What was your favorite one-up moment? There were a lot of gags there. Did garbage, you like, truck. Garbage, uh, truck. garbage truck. Garbage, garbage oh truck. Oh my truck. god! No, no, no. Fuck. <laughs> so she pops out and then when they drive off, it's like one it's long fucking garment. Train. Uh-huh. It's her, and I'm like, it's her fucking I'm not train, even a, dude. I am not fashion inclined whatsoever. And you know, I dress like a 12-year-old boy. But Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? <laughs> Screw you. Stop agreeing so hard. Yeah, well. <laughs> Well, but, we, w- we wouldn't agree so hard if you knew what Hagood meant, so… <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I will <laughs> Google it when we're done with this. Si Anjo na yun No, again, I am not fashionly inclined, but that was freaking iconic. Yes. I mean, yeah. and also, I'm trying to think about how many idiots are going to try setting their outer dresses on fire in the future. Uh, to reveal what's underneath. It's going to be a well, TikTok trend. Wait for it. Oh my yeah, god! I can't wait to see people burn. I have a question though. Did they do that? Did they do that when Katniss Everdeen did that in Hunger Games? Yeah, but I don't remember it taking off the outer layer of the garment. Well, Katniss Everdeen did it first, so. Ooh. Fair enough. Moving on. Okay, so I guess the big question is: Would you recommend this movie? Yes. Ooh. Without a doubt, I would because it's a fun movie. Just I, don't tie it. I would probably give it a disclaimer. Like, yes, it is fun, but don't expect to get some clarity on why Cruella DeVille will turn out as she would. Here, hey, wait. Here's here's the thing. It might be better because 101 Dalmatians came out in the 90s and then the, the cartoons came out in the 60s. So unless the parents of children today are big or huge Disney fans kids nowadays who will be watching this might not even have seen those movies. So it's a yes if you haven't seen the movies. It's a hard yes if you haven't seen the past two movies which this 
prequels based yeah, off on. I guess. But if you've seen them, there is going to be that disclaimer wherein you'll have to say, no, try not to connect the dots. Just watch it for what it is. So this is a prequel to those movies, but it's not. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Again, I would have no problem with it if Emma Stone wasn't telling everybody that this connects to the 1996 movie. That, mm-hmm. That's that's my only thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all right, if they didn't make that claim, I could happily imagine a hypothetical 101 Dalmatians in the future where... Roger and Anita are people of color where Cruella is the daughter of a fa- famous fashionista where her motivations are still unknown. But by tying it to something that already exists, they are beholden to that. And mm-hmm. that's something that prequels have to get over. But it's like, you know, you, you're, you know, you're, it's like, no, no, no. It's like you're trying to get off on the name recognition of what happens after, but you don't want to do anything that leads into that. Whether it's making Sleeping Beauty's dad a rapist versus the kindly old king or not telling us why this person who clearly loves dogs suddenly wants to wear them in her future. You know, you know, it's kind of funny now that you mentioned that because I remember now when the, the, the Jeff Daniels Roger mm-hmm. character played a computer developer. Yes. Uh, sorry, a video game developer. That's right. Whereas he wasn't a composer in the 60s. In the, yes. in the cartoon, he was a composer. That's he how he composer. came up with the Cruella de Vil song. In, in this, in this, in this reiteration of the, the story, he's, he's a lawyer. A, he's a lawyer who has a passion <laughs> for music, I guess. You know, because. It's that, that mid-credit scene where you see him playing the tune of that iconic Cruella DeVille song. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions so weird. To, that have to be answered for it to be tied into the 1990s, the 90s movie of 101 Dalmatians. Look, the only way it would make sense, and if you have Glenn Close play the present-day version of Cruella DeVille, is if they have like a freaking time machine. That's the only way this would make sense. Mm. Like the future well, is an alternate reality where everybody's white and Cruella can smoke. No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't get, don't get us wrong. Don't get Misha wrong, I guess. Because Glenn Close was great. She was a she great was Cruella. Amazing. Yes, she, she was and amazing. And Emma Stone pays homage to that mm-hmm. very well. Yes. It's just that the stories do not tie in together. Not yeah. at all. Because no. if Anita and Roger were already shacking up, why'd they wait 30 years to get married? And why'd they have a meet-cute in the 90s? The dots just don't connect. And why did they age so much? Why did they look why did they look why did they age why didn't they look like they aged 30 years? How come they didn't age 30 years in those 30 years? And how did Anita manage to slow down her aging to the point where she can work for Cruella? As a junior employee. She could have been editor-in-chief by then if they wanted to tie this in. But she was working right. in Cruella's design house. Yeah. Uh, in the choices. future. Why Bad did they not choices. just make it a standalone? I know. That's right? how I chose to watch it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I just, oh, maybe this is a different Cruella. A nicer, more family-oriented Cruella. Family-ish oriented uh, Cruella. It's, it's just that the fact that they tried then to justify it, it by saying like, uh, you know, you just make the it, villains. It, it, it's mm-hmm. a classic case of Disney trying to capitalize on their existing properties by trying to rehash them. Not working. I well, can't believe I'm saying this, but I wish she killed the puppies. I mean, like, you enjoyed the movie. Well, they weren't now puppies. That, they were dogs would be a, that would be a hell of a no, statement. I think it would have been stronger if she ended up killing the, the Dalmatians that the Baroness owned. But Disney being Disney, they're not going to allow that. They don't even allow people to smoke in their movies but anymore. Here's, again, it's not like we don't know that that's who she becomes. That's exactly who she becomes. Oh. And if they were going to push through with it, they should have called it something else. Like Ella. Or 
Or <laughs> she could have made it all about Estella, but maybe she's got a crazy twin named Cruella. That's that, the big mid-credits scene. I don't know. Uh, maybe that could have been different. Like this is that, about that, a whole other character. That sounds more like a cop-off though. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, they, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I kind of like the whole alter ego unhinged part and even okay. towards, yeah. towards okay, the yeah. end so, where she's like, Stella is dead. I'm so no Cruella. Going they, they really so, just wanted to have their cake and eat it. Yeah, you know? so but, they wanted yeah. you to love Emma Stone as this character but they didn't want to push her far enough to actually become the character. If you want to make a prequel about a villain, just don't take away what makes them a villain in the first place. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You know, you know, no, really. she, 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 she just killed puppies. She, she, mm-hmm. you know, she makes fur coats out of them. But, you know. Jeez. And again, we do not endorse puppy murder. But That's we're, not Cruella, De- we're we, not Cruella DeVille. We, we, we do not endorse puppy murder. But we do endorse consistency in franchises. If yes. that's what they wanted. Bam. There you go. So, uh, <gasps> I mean, it, it, it's kind of sad because I really, really wanted to like this live action. version. They were doing so well. For like 95% of the movie, they were doing so well. I would even say 99% of the movie is just that 1% had such a big effect on it. That's, be like, that's oh, a yeah. big percentage though. That, that, uh, so but, yeah, but, disclaimer but, works. Let's go with the disclaimer. Disclaimer Rune. works. If I, w- Going back to the question, would we recommend this movie? Would I recommend this movie personally? I would say yes because I really enjoyed it. But I would still say that don't try to connect it to any of the older 101 Dalmatian movies. Or any I, of them. <laughs> or any um, don't connect it to 101 Dalmatians at all just don't period there you go alright so I guess uh, in general those are our thoughts about uh, the 2021 Cruella movie by Disney so if you have any of your own thoughts or if you have anything to add feel free to sound off on our Facebook page uh, it's a group actually Facebook group Subatours we like movies and uh, let us know did you love Emma Stone did you did you I- get disappointed that puppies were not harmed during this <laughs> it's <laughs> during it's this it's Emma Stone I've always loved Emma Stone so yeah, I'm biased well this kind of made up for um this kind of made up for La La Land and Aloha for I liked her in La La Land I knew you were gonna go with Aloha. sorry I really hate those two movies I hate but Aloha I was, I was already closing so let's not get to that <laughs> let's say bye <laughs> bye Salvadors we like movies on Facebook sub underscore auteurs on Instagram follow us you say your names <laughs> Asshole. So okay, so now we need your permission to say our names and say I goodbye know. now. I thought oh you were gonna god. say it for us. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, I thought you guys would say because MJ was closing. Give me it's okay. okay. Just, just, just say it for us. Yeah, just, just, just see us just, out already. God, whoever That's still not our names. It's MJ and not how good guy. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So, okay, that's MJ. Now I know who's Cruella out of the three of us. Oh my god. <laughs> I now know who Cruella is out of the three of us. Okay. And now he's for everyone listening, I'm just doing a little jig and I, I just give up. Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>